Hey, this is Stevie. Hello, Tattle. <laughs> Welcome to Apologies Now. We've got Dr. Jeremy Herzo with us today. Man, we're so happy to have him. So, hey we're getting better at this, by the way. We are. We are. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jeremy and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, I'm going to let you kind of describe what you do, because I'm not sure that I will do it correctly, and I may very well You'll screw it up. You'll do it wrong. You'll do it wrong. You know, um, what you are... Uh, uh, what you is is a uh, is a neurobehavioral psychologist. Yeah, that, that's right. So what I do is look at the brain and how it works, and then you know, there's really almost anything that can affect the brain. Right? You're, you're in bad. Company. You're gonna man. You're gonna love me. <laughs> well, you know, not for lack of work, right? Even <laughs> at, even at this table. <laughs> Is this therapy? Right. <laughs> can can so, you get referrals from these things? I think you got two right here. I think you got two right? for real. Um, so, uh, okay. So, so what, uh, what does that mean? What do you do? Well, all right. So for, for kids, it's, you know, basically, is there a medical or genetic disorder or something that's affecting how the brain's growing and developing? Uh, or is there a learning disability or some type of mood disorder or something going on, right? And in in adults, it's the same deal, except you also look at concussions and brain injuries and dementias and, you know, really all the movement disorders. There's so many things that can affect our thinking. And and frankly, if you think about medicine, right, there's been two major advents that helped us live longer, right? You had Alexander Fleming and with the, you know, basically penicillin. And so once you have... Helps me a lot. Right? I'm actually allergic to it, so I don't like him very much. But uh, So is my wife. See, see, we're not not friends. But... uh, (laughs) But he, uh, he, you know, so, so all of a sudden people are living longer because they have antibiotics. And then you get anti antihypertensives. So now blood pressure is regulated better. So people aren't stroking out. Guys aren't all dropping in their 50s of heart attacks, you know, stuff like that. So people are living longer, but there's not a lot that helps the brain, right? So people live 70, 80, 90 years old, but there's just Dementia. not that much. So you end up with a lot of different things that, that go on. So ultimately, I'm the guy that says, hey, this is what I think is going on. And frankly, more importantly, this is what we're all going to do together to, to do about it. This is right. how we're going to help. Do you bring up the people living longer because you feel like the longer people stay alive, the more adjustment, coping, drama happens? That Are you saying that there's more people to take care of because people are living longer and everybody... As adjustment issues? Yeah, so let's, well, so let's split this into, I guess, emotional stuff and then thinking, right? So the older you get, naturally, you're going to have some declines in attention and your ability to come up with words and to remember, stuff like that, right? And by the time people are 80, anywhere between 70 to 80% have their early signs of dementia, right? Because dementia is not early aging. But then on top of that, you're losing your friends, you're losing your loved ones, you're losing your independence, you can't drive around, you're slowing down. So it's both, right? right. You got to adjust. And, and, and frankly, when, when you look at things that make people happy, things that really make people tick, it's kind of hard to fill those personal needs as you get older. You're just not as able. Right. And so ultimately, it leads to you know, greater and greater challenges. So you're dealing with everything, really. Everything from maladjustment because of life situations to traumatic brain injury to age-related issues to abuse. That's right. Yep. I mean, it's all brain. It's weird because you think like psychiatry, um, you know, is are physicians that manage behavior, right? Right. And 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 psychopathology, Mm -hmm. right? So pathology of the brain. But so does neurology, except neurology does just the thinking part. So it's one of the few organs in medical disciplines where you have two different, you know, two different types that are ultimately 
you know, with the same organ. So the point of what I do is to bridge the gap, is to look at both. I'll say, what a cool, what a cool job. Yeah, I mean, you got I mean, that's what a cool job. I'm not bored. I'm, I'm no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, man, I've got so many questions. I don't know where to start. Oh, no, and oh, the, no. hey, by the way, if you have an absolutely horrible time today, we won't do it again. But we probably should do this again because yeah. there's so much to talk about. We can yeah. talk about a couple of things today. And I found that we get better the more we do it. Right. Well, and yeah. we can have you know one just on you know how your your pathology one on yours over there. <laughs> Boy, that's <laughs> gonna be. You might want to narrow that down. A lot, that lot down. of listeners. You, you want to narrow that down, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Give me some time. <laughs> I thought an EMR would do that, but I guess uh, we're just going to record it. Um, okay, so so day to day, you have uh, you have people just calling in. Like, what do you? I mean, do you you go to hospitals? And, I, and some of this is for the benefit of the listeners. Yeah, so people, know. so people. I, I don't know. I need to know. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's split, right? So some of it's straight outpatient. You know, uh, people be sent to me to say, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. Figure it out. You know, help me out." Sometimes I'll get referrals where, where the, the doc already knows what's going on, but to be quite honest, they don't want to deal with it. Do you have a um, practice here in Augusta? I do, yeah. yeah. Where, where is that? Um, it's Nerva Behavioral Associates. It's off of Stevens Creek. Okay. Um, Stevens Creek, Washington Road. I'll put the website on the show notes anyway. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's right by 20. Um, but then, um, and then on, on the other side, on the inpatient side, it's dealing with those things in the hospitals. So, right. you know, I, I'm usually at five or six hospitals a week, and, and the point is, to, to help them help, help deal with these things, whether it's adjusting or, or the hospitals, you know, a, a great example is, you know, somebody wants to leave, right? They're hospitalized. Like I want to get out of here and, and the hospital doesn't know what to do. So they'll call me and say, Hey, can they make their own decisions? Right. Right. What, what do we do about this? So that kind of stuff. So you're covering, you're covering from a legality per sure. aspect Absolutely. make sure they're safe to move and to represent the patient. Right. You right. know, good for you. For sure. I mean, you know, well, patient is the patient is first. Well, like, like, like a great example. So not that long ago, I had a patient that, um, had was a nurse and she had been on both a vent, uh, and in dialysis for several years. Okay. Right? A ventilator, which helps her breathe. Correct. And routinely, like she routinely. just lived on it. So she lived on it. So she couldn't breathe essentially on her own and so, she was on dialysis. So just for people that don't know, and cause the three of us, I think recognize this with some listeners might not know that she probably had a tracheostomy, which is one of she those did. things that is in your neck that helps you breathe. So she's on a breathing machine basically that's connected to the little hole in her neck. Yeah. And so like when she talks, then, you know, we, we get the speech pathologist, we get someone to kind of help. So, so you know, that can be adjusted. Because so they can, can't talk. Yeah. With that thing. yeah. So if you think about it, she's, you know, kind of trapped and she's young. She's oh, in her 40s. Could you right? imagine? Her 40s. She's a Holy nurse. Holy shit. Right. Because she knows the deal. She's not naive. She's a nurse. Like She right. knows the deal. And so she wanted to go off of her treatment, which ultimately means she will die. Right. But family says, absolutely not. She's out of her mind. She doesn't know what's going on. She and wanted to turn the machine off. She did. Got it. Okay. She's DNR herself. Right. But they're saying that she's not able to. Yeah, because they want to keep her around. Man, that's a big decision for you to make. Well, it's not my decision. It's her decision. Right. Oh, right. I have to put your so, so, but I'm the guy that goes in and says, yeah, she can make her decisions. No, she can't. And I'll put the caveat in there, right? Like wow. she's super freaking depressed. And if she wasn't super depressed, she might make a different decision. Okay. Right? Wouldn't yes. you be? Wouldn't you be depressed? Of course you would. <laughs> Holy every Toledo. every right to be, right? Yeah. So these are the things, you know. Sometimes you're helping families, sometimes you're helping patients, but you know, you're really just speaking to the truth of what you see. Wow. That's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, I'm, I'm going to force you guys to drink. <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, no. You're no. not going to force me to drink. I'm going to do it on my I'll own. I'll encourage you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Thank you. I'll do my best. I'm trying to get better at not jumping in, just asking AD questions. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, am I doing that? No, 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 no. It's just a, it's it's it's, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, it's just, heavy. I'm captivated and it's heavy. Right. It's heavy. Yeah. And so, uh, so in a situation like that, uh, the the person isn't able to communicate. So you're over here interfacing, of course, with the patient, but you're also having to deal with a middle person, right? The, I don't want to say the translator, but the person that's helping you understand what that person's trying to say because they can't talk correctly. Wow. Yeah, so what we did is we had... <laughs> that's right. So, so we essentially have a translator and we're using, you know, formal tests. So I'm looking at, you know, can she pay attention and can she understand and can she make decisions? And I got to be able to, to examine that even when she can't quite speak. Because people will look at her and just say, well, you can't quite speak. Forget it. You have no idea what's going on. I, but that's I, not true. I, I, that's not I, true I, at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. You should see me on a Saturday night. Well, <laughs> can't help everyone. <laughs> Stevie's demented every Saturday night. That's my name, Dement. That's, that's right. Everyone needs a middle name. <laughs> see what I mean? <laughs> Who knew? That was funny. You did. <laughs> that was funny. Um, so, okay. All right. Uh, that is... I don't know. Uh, I've got ongoing questions. And so that being said, um, let's break this down into two things if you both are okay with it. Sure. Let's just talk about the objective uh, stuff right now. The nuances to me, from the outside looking in, the nuances to me, the hardest part, I think, would be the the mood and personality and interpersonal stuff because you got to tease all that out by talking to a person that's really lucid that may be trying to manipulate you no kidding but i feel like the stuff that the world outside of your perspective sees that's really apparent to the rest of us is kind of like traumatic brain injury and that kind of stuff because it's fairly apparent but i think there's whatnot yeah but right but there's probably some uh nuanced versions of that too where they have brain injury but it's not that apparent Sure. That so, you can pick so up. So I'll on. give you. I'll give you two two facts, right? That that if you're sitting at a bar and you want to impress this guy next to you, right, girl next to you, I want to impress you tomorrow, right? Oh, so here you go. So write write it down, right? So 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 number one, right? So a mild traumatic brain injury, by nature, does not have anything show up on CT or MRI. Okay. So it means just because you know you, you just because you went into the ER and they said, oh man, no blood, no blood on the brain, right? CT's clean and they send you home. It doesn't mean there's something not wrong. Right. And so a huge amount of people get missed that have mild traumatic brain injury because it's not a broken arm, broken leg. It's not visible, right? Number two, if you have a mild traumatic brain injury, it is extremely, extremely unlikely for you to have memory problems. Okay. It is the number one thing people fake. Really? Right? So if somebody gets in a car accident and they call their neighborhood lawyer off TV and they're like, man, I just can't remember anything. They're probably full of shit. Right? Okay. Interesting. So, okay. so statistically, that, that because the memory centers, which is called the limbic system, it's deep in the brain. Right. And, and it, it, so the, the best way, I think, to understand it is the acronym HOME, which is homeostasis, olfaction, memory, and emotion. Right? Okay. Helping keep things regulated, helping us manage our emotions and all that kind of stuff. It's super deep in the brain. So a little bump to the head isn't going to affect it. It's going to take a massive amount of trauma to get to it. You can affect other areas on the surface, but you can't get deep in there. So, but it's the number one thing people fake. Wow. You know, it's so funny. Heather and I talked about this earlier is the fact that, you know, I grew up in uh, combat sports. I've had over, uh, over 100 uh, fights or bouts between kickboxing, boxing, Muay Thai, jiu-jitsu. I've had lots and lots of combat, combative experience. And um, I know I've probably had more concussions 
than anybody I know, you know, normally. Yes, sir. Um, at the same time, I've always used that as an excuse to why I forgot. And is it true? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I don't know, but I always have used that as an excuse. So, so, so here's what's interesting, right? So the, the front part of our brain is most susceptible to injury. Mm-hmm. And why? Because, you know, all, all you guys in Halloween have, have hopefully seen a skull, right? And so the, the front part of our skull has these bony ridges that stick up. It's called the cribriform plate. And the rest of the skull is pretty smooth, right? And so if you get hit, those bony ridges scrape against the brain, okay. right? So that area is the most sensitive to injury. And that part of the brain, uh, basically, guys, that's the part where ADD is. Right. Right? So everyone knows what ADD kid looks like. Is that a squirrel? So there it goes. Um, but, uh, right, exactly. So you can't focus. Your thoughts aren't well organized. You're more impulsive. You can't regulate your emotion. You know, all that kind of stuff. Well, of course, if you have damage to those areas, memory is going to vary. How are you going to remember if you, if you can't pay attention? Right. So it's reasonable to experience memory problems. But on my test, it'll show you don't. Right. It'll show it's attention-affecting memory. Gotcha. Right? So the memory itself is not the problem. It's actually being able to focus. Correct. And I, I could differentiate that pretty quick i always thought like you i know you have it but you have so i know you have some ADD of some sort but it's because i always feel like i'm not kidding i feel like that you have so many things happening Hethel, right you have so many things happening at one time right how can you stay focused on one of these little small things he doesn't right he doesn't that's right you do know real him. easy you do know him. Yeah, beat up, but this was not supposed to be my friends beating up on me well you know <laughs> um i feel like People, not that we're talking about ADD, but we can, I mean, I feel like people have some sort of uh, low-level ADD and it can be helpful. I don't know if, uh, is there any validity to that? I mean, I just, I don't know if it's true or not because. Don't look at me. No, my wife says the same thing about me and you know me. She I think that that you are so stretched out a lot. You have so many things that you do. Like, for instance, this. I mean, this isn't part of. Yeah, but here's what you're missing. Why? Why does he do that? He does it because he can't focus, stay focused on one thing. There you and go. And if he does a million things at once, he looks like he focused, and everyone thinks he's freaking fantastic. But truly, he's I'm not. He's underwater. <laughs> no, he just figured out how to how to thrive despite the fact that that he switches topics in his head. So he's created an environment that allows himself to thrive. The beautiful thing about him, he, about Hethel, is the fact that he's like a duck. He's smooth on top, but he pedals like hell underneath. I'm doing it now. That's okay. I like it. Yeah, it's fine with me. Uh, that's really long as he keeps kicking. That's <laughs> really, really. <laughs> I've got a good life insurance policy in yeah, case I don't. There am go. I on um, there? That's one. Am I on there at all? Absolutely. That's, that's one, okay, good. Make absolutely, sure. absolutely. Um, okay. So, so, so sorry, didn't mean to analyze you there. But. No, 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 no. Analyze away. It's all good. That's what um, happens when you sit I, I think both of y'all know I've got. Uh, you know what's scary about him? You know, Sissy calls me crazy all the time. I'm like, oh, fuck it. He calls me crazy. He's like, oh, shit, it's for real. Then you better straight jackets in the car, buddy. First time you talking about, You talking about Hertz or me? Come on, me? Both of y'all. He's I'm probably sure. got straight jackets I'm in his screwed. car for people. So, um, I didn't know it was that kind of party. Just, just for you guys. <laughs> Get um, the ball gag. <laughs> you going to cut that out? I probably that, won't. I probably won't. I probably won't. <laughs> Everyone um, knows about it anyway. <laughs> that thing smells funny. You so, think? <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, goes in her mouth, man. Does it? <laughs> you should always do research before you buy toys. <laughs> you fucking like Wikipedia would. page on that, right? I know, right? Oh, you just. Hey, I'm not going to put that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh shit! Whoever's listening is rapidly googling right oh, now. Oh shit! That's right. Um, tap, tap. We are clicking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so brain injury reversible, some degree. Reversible yeah. So, so you get a, you, you right. got about two years, guys. So after you after a brain trauma, you got two years where the brain's recovering, and most of that's going to occur in that first eight months, nine months, one year, right? And then the subtle stuff happens. Now, understand, brain injury is split into two broad categories, one being the nerves themselves are recovering. They were stretched or twisted or damaged, right? They're fixing themselves. And then after two years, it kind of is what it is, except you can still learn new things, right? And when you learn new things, that's new nerves growing, new nerves being solidifying. So I guess after two years, the best analogy I can give you, it'd be like there's a friggin' giant pothole in the road, right? You got two years to fix it. After two years, you're, you're screwed, right? Your budget's gone. You can't fix the damn pothole anymore. Or if you keep getting concussions. That's right. So, but, but that doesn't mean you can't, you can't come up with a detour. Now, that okay. detour, you, we, when you pave it, it's never going to be straight. It's never going to be as efficient as the first one. Doesn't mean you're not going to get there. Okay. Right? So, you can learn new things. You can form new connections, but it's never going to be as good. It might take you longer. It might require more effort. It might require compensating. So, can the brain get better, you know, in, in response to your question? Absolutely. Not indefinitely. Gotcha. And not obviously completely. I yeah. mean, it's not like, you know, and so we've all probably seen people in the community that have issues. But so, so um, on the front end, though, person gets brain injury of what, whatever kind, you're the long road. On the front end, you are assessing potentially for brain injury, how bad it is, what part of the brain is, that kind of thing. But they, I mean, you, you're going to be helping them build those bridges mentally. Correct. No, no pun intended with the with the neurons and all that. I mean, you are helping sure. getting some of that so back. So on the front end, right? On the, on the front end, some of it is giving families, staff, everyone an idea what's coming, right? I can look at the brain and I can say, hey, man, this is what I think the challenges are going to be. These are the things we need to put in place, blah, 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 right? On the back end... Then it's about, hey, how do we stimulate those neurons? How do we do the neuro rehab? How do we set goals? How do we put things in place so that people can be successful? You know, frankly, I think a, a lot of therapists fall into a trap um, where they, they talk about kind of the old things over and over and over. And sometimes what people need is just some goals and to be able to move forward. You guys get to know each other. I'll be right back. Okay. I've got more questions. Yep, I know it. I've got to tell you how interesting you are, and this is. Um, once again, um, I guess everybody goes to what their their experience. I guess is all you have. You know, uh, my I come from a family of boxers, and um, my uncle, one of my middle uncle, he has severe pugilistic dementia. I mean, it's and it's kind of came on pretty quickly, and he's had you know a hundred fights. Sure. Um, and now he'll he'll get lost on our farm. I mean, he can't even, where we grew up. We sure. It's so sad. Is there any pulling out of that once you get to that point anymore? No. no. So, so like, or you not know, yet. not yeah. a stem cell thing. There's nothing, you know, the, the, the problem is with dementia pugilistica or the CTE, right? The chronic traumatic encephalopathy that you, that you're hearing about, you know, in the media with, um, with NFL players and all that right. kind of stuff, right? The, the problem is it's, it's a culmination of repeated concussion. Right. And some of them may have happened during that two-year period where those neurons are, are, are recovering like we talked about. Some right. of them are old. Uh -huh. Right? And, and, and think about it this way, right? So if 
I don't, I don't know if you have kids or not, but I got, I got a seven-year-old, nine-year-old, right? So if I'm not sleeping well and they're driving me crazy or like whatever's going on, you know, and, and because of that, I'm not sleeping. When I go to that daycare, I go to, to, to the hospital, the Petri dish, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Right. I'm far more likely to get sick. Right. Right. Because my immune system just isn't at its best. So right. you, you get all these freaking concussions. You get hit in the head over and over and over. Right. You know, you no longer have the defenses like you did to fend things off. So it's not going to, there's nothing, it's, that's the way it is. So it doesn't mean that you can't keep learning and you right. can't form new neurons. But that, but he's it, lost but now. Yeah. And, I, and the, the bad thing is I see my father was also a world champion and I see him slowly digressing as well, which makes me worry Wait a minute. I think I probably have more fights well, than both of them. Yeah, but let's talk about the positive stuff. So, oh. so particularly you, right? You're at an age where there's things that you could do to fend this thing off. Right. right? Like so stop. <laughs> that would probably be high on the list. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, like, like for example, right? What do we know? We, we know that what you eat matters, right? That, that certain nutrients matter, like B vitamins matter, particularly B12. It's directly tied to short-term memory. Um, fish oil really matters. I've been doing NAD, NAD plus infusions. And how do you feel? Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. My memory, everything, I'm sharper, just period. So it matters, right? It matters what we intake. And, and, and frankly, it matters how much glucose, how much nutrients get to the brain. Uh-huh. And, and what I found most interesting, I, I looked at this study. I was, t- well, actually, I was talking to this lady. And um, they looked at, I don't know, it was like, 20-something years of research. Um, and, and it was a, a foreign study. It was actually looking at a bunch of nuns. But, but ultimately what they found is that physical exercise reduced the likelihood of the Alzheimer's gene being expressed, which okay. is an APOE4 allele, by almost 73%. Wow. But when you stopped exercising, you lost the benefit in two weeks. Actually, that's how cardio works too, though. Right. So you cut your cardio off two weeks, man. That's right. So so and so that makes sense, right? So when you're doing it and you get that's right, all all the blood, all the glucose, all the oxygen, all that stuff to the brain. Hey, guess what, man? It's like I'm sleeping. I can fight off these things. That's crazy. I had no idea. Man, we're getting our learn on in this. That's why I'm getting so forgetful with this whole COVID thing going on. Yeah, no, my is that a squirrel? My my COVID twenty is uh, (laughs) killing my brain here. You know, (laughs) seriously, (laughs) you know. Sorry, I, I had to, had to step out. Um, Welcome back, Doctor Tucker. Was that thank squirrel you, again? Yeah, that's the <laughs> there squirrel. There he goes. I had He's an back. idea. I had an idea. I went. I went and took care of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what did I miss? What are you uh, all talking about? It's nothing important to you. No. 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 You don't work. I tell you what you should do though. You should hear the podcast. <laughs> I will. I'll go okay. listen. That's right. You guys were uh, I have a feeling you're doing a deep dive, yeah. deep dive in my psyche. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's What's, right. What, else, what kind of questions Let's do you have Let's make him for paranoid him? when he comes back and see how he Man, he's a great guest. We, yeah. don't, we don't have to do that. We just sit there and be quiet and look at you. And I start getting paranoid. <laughs> That's right. We don't need to do anything. You do that to yourself. <laughs> we may not say anything, but we're doting the whole time. <laughs> hey, right? What can I say? He's the dreamy Indian. L- lightly chuckle. <laughs> lightly chuckle. Just, that'll, make him, that'll make him feel weird. That's right. Um, okay. Um, we talked about we talked about concussions and yeah. and um, uh, pugilistic dementia and how it's affected my family. But anyway, let's go with somewhere else, um, less personal. <laughs> let's do, well. Well, let me ask you this: uh, less personal, but does does that kind of injury cause predispose? Yeah, does it predispose it, you the, to? Hey, so I, I got a, I got a funny story for you, right? Okay. So, is so it funny? We're talking about I depression. Don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> it's a little, a little funny. Um, so I, I, I once had this assignment I had to give my students 
um, and, and I, I teach classes here and there, right? So, so I said, all right, guys, I want you to pick a part of the brain that's damaged, right? You can't pick none. Pick a part that's, that, that's damaged. Frontal lobe. And then tell me why, right? Oh, so, just as a example. Yeah, it was an exam. It was an essay, right? So, right. so they, they had to write why they picked this part of the brain. And uh, I already knew in my head what I would pick, right? Like I, I, obviously, I thought about it before I gave the assignment. So, so if you're injured in that left frontal part, left oh, frontal, yeah. right? And you, you're really not going to give a shit. Right. Well, the, like, didn't they have social crisis? So, 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 you know, so, so, my, so depending on what part of whether you're left frontal versus right frontal, uh -huh. on one side, you know, you'll, you'll have an agitated, anxious depression. Right. Okay. Right? So, so, like, for example, you know, the left is going to be more agitated, okay. depressed, frustrated. If you get hit on that right frontal, you can care less. You'd be happy as a clam. You just give oh, a shit. I gotcha. So if it was me, man, you, you knock that part out. Let me be super friggin' impulsive and not care. What else? Boy, right? damn, that sounds, here I am. That sounds fantastic. Here I am. Right? I'll be like, sorry, man, I had a brain injury. Hey, yeah. right? I mean, right? But those are your, is that your, those are your social graces, am I correct? They are. So I would have none and not so care about it. don't give a shit? Yeah, so no, no, no. no and, 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 and people are like, what the fuck? I'd be like, yeah. oh, sorry, man. You know, I, I got brain injury. Yeah, no right? inhibitions whatsoever. None, none. Yeah. But, but if it's the opposite side... You care more than you should, and you're agitated and anxious about it. So these are chemical changes. I just don't want to come across as stupid or stupider than I already am, but stupid. It does, is that a correlation with us for those frontal lobe injuries? That'd be a left-sided. No, so, so... I just said front. Well, think, well think about it this way. So intelligence isn't located in one spot. Okay. Right? But I will say this, the frontal lobe helps you use your intelligence. Hard to use it if you can't focus and gotcha. your thoughts are scrambled. Well, I think you're asking the fact that I care so yeah, much. I do care. That, you know what the I mean? Answer, I think, the answer is yes. If you find the emotions come quick, uh, that they're hard to shut off, right. and that they are amped, there's a very specific part of the brain tied to it, and it's the exact part that sits on the bony ridges we talked about that's earlier. Exactly where, that's exactly stuff that... That sounds like frontal lobe. Yeah. And sometimes you'll find that, that your reaction doesn't even necessarily match the emotion. Right. Yeah. Yes. Wow. It's called a, it's damage to the orbital frontal cortex. I gotta send him a check. I'm telling you. No, nah, it's all good. We'll just harass that all. Have a beer. Call it an IPA. Yeah, just have a beer, man. man. That's two IPAs worth. <laughs> that's right that's all good. <laughs> no, but it's funny, right? Because like you, you can actually learn to control that to some degree because. When you experience emotion, you experience the physical signs first. So if you're really attuned to your body, like a lot of fighters are, right, is that you'll recognize the physical signs, and then we could teach you ways of intervening to really stop the biological reaction to help you regain control. So it can get better. It'll just be not the same as it was. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right? And, and you know, being empathetic... Isn't a bad thing these days. Right. Hmm. Especially these days. You know? What else you got, homie? Nothing. I'm, just, I'm taking this yeah, out. Me so, too. Uh, me too. I mean, uh, wow. You want to switch to, to something way more uplifting? No, Since no. I started it, this freaking dark dude, conversation. Dude, this can, uh. go, this can go wherever we want it to go, so it's all good. Um, not wherever. Let's just not... Uh, let's not go into my... Deep psyche. Wait, I want to hear something. You have something more uplifting you can talk about? I'm interested in what he has to say. Oh, you have Quit something? cutting him off. Were you about to say something? Because I've got... <laughs> no, no. So, so, okay. Well, let's talk about... So, uh, I've got a good, a very easy dovetail transition. So, uh, we're talking about the potential of having mood disorders because of this. Uh, people 
let's talk about happiness. You know, um, which I think is a very relative term, but it, no, I'm, I'm ready to hear this. So I, I actually, you know, I, I really done a lot of research on this, and I've done a lot of research because people come into my office. I'm like, hey man, you know why you're here? What's going on? Oh, I, I need to be happy. Well, what's that? <laughs> I don't know. How the hell How do you, you expect know? me to, to, to freaking help you achieve something? You don't even know what it is. You right. set me up for failure. I'm, I'm not into that, right? So, so that means then you have to operationalize happiness, and you have to split it down into concrete goals that are measurable and achievable. You have to help set people up with those goals, knowing in the end, statistically, they're likely to say they're happy. You're saying they got to know what they want first. No. So I'm saying that there's five things statistically that go into happy people. Okay. Right? First one is going to be flow, being in the zone. And orders are relevant, right? They're not in like a descending order or whatever. So so first one's flow or being in the zone. And and that's where you're so freaking engrossed in something, you know, that you're not thinking about all this shit that you got going on. Right? Like like you're you're out of your head. Now now, you know, that could be, you know, kickboxing, right? Um that could be you're in love or whatever it is. Well, it could be us doing this, guys. We're all sitting here talking, we're not worried about business or this or COVID or whatever, right? We're totally into it. Yeah. We're distracted from negative thoughts. Got it. Okay. Okay. But in a totally engrossed way, athletes will call it flow. Okay. Right. Okay. In yoga, yeah. they'll talk about talk well, about it. In, in, in fighting, they'll talk about it. In right. meditation, they'll talk. about It's all the same damn thing, right? right. It's getting getting away from thoughts that that are just spinning. Or just getting into your groove. That's right. Right. That's right. I mean, I do it gardening. I do it when I cook. You know, I, I can do it when I exercise. I can do it a thousand different ways, right? Got but, it. but do you have to do it? It matters, right? It absolutely. Two is you have to feel like you're part of something. You have to. No, that could be your role as like dad or, or, or husband or like whatever. But you have to feel like you're part of something, that you matter. You have a role. You're relevant. That's yes. right. And, okay. and if people don't have a role, then, then you, know, you need to help them define what it is and help make that happen. Right? If not, people will feel totally pointless and lost. Right? So I think that's two. So three. Um, really quick before yeah, you go yeah, to sure, three. Sure. Is number two, uh, it's not just exclusive to people that are Pressed. No, this, this is can for be, everyone. This is for people, in fact, right? in fact, guys, yeah. the research the research came off of people that weren't depressed. Okay. Right. The, so, so in, in in psychology and psychiatry, you have negative and positive uh, psychology and psychiatry. So you have the study of negative behavior and pathology, and then you have the study of what makes people geniuses, what makes people really adaptable, what makes people right, and, wow. and that's just as fascinating. It should be future podcast. Right. So, so that's really fascinating. That's a good idea. What right. is the neurology of the best of the best? And how do we help other people get there, right? Uh-huh. And so, and so, when you think about these things, these five things, and you think about yourself, particularly, I think I use it a lot. It's really relevant when people retire, because work fills so many of these friggin' needs that right. all of a sudden work's gone, and people are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, right, they're right, like, right, fall apart. like I'm miserable. That's I, the dimension starts, right, right? Right. That's it. So I thought I'd retire and I'd be, I'd, I'd be thrilled. I'd Instead, be I'm bored and I'm miserable. You're not using your brain anymore. There you go. There it goes. You don't feel needed. You're not getting any flow. Yeah. Right. You're, you're getting you're, right. You're not busy. You're not using your brain. And, and number three, number three is you have to accomplish things. So the first one. So the first one is flow. Flow. Second one is relevance. We had, we had relevance, purpose. Uh, relevance. Purpose. A role. Okay. Right. Three is going to be you have to accomplish things. Accomplish things. Okay. Yeah, and, and they have to be right at Legit. the edge of challenging, is what the research says. You it can't work be, at it. It can't be easy. It can't be so hard it pisses you off. Uh, now, what it is doesn't matter. It, it could be cleaning out that closet that you've been avoiding for three years, right? It uh, doesn't freaking matter. But, but, but the point is, is that it's challenging enough that you feel a sense of accomplishment 
you get it done. Gotcha. It makes you feel good about yourself. But, but again, if you retire or in certain aspects of your life, life no longer provides it. So, right? Like I was a, I was, I was never a kickboxer. I was a short guy. Um, but uh, I was a uh, short legs. Um, but uh, <laughs> so I you were was a jockey. Uh, no, my grandfather tried to get me to become a jockey, but. What? Um, <laughs> wait. Wait. I mean, like, they will, those animals will kill your ass. <laughs> really? Little, little, little Jewish guy is a jockey. Anyway, um, come, come well, on. No. Uh, so, so, no, no, I was a. I was a Break actually the mold, Dicky. Hey, I was a gymnast. So, you know, not. Were that, you really? Not that far off. Were you really a gymnast? Oh, yeah. Man, you got, that's called strength. I was a gymnast and a springboard diver. No kidding. Yeah, well, see, you get kicked in the head. Mine, at least, at least I hit water. You hit water with your head? That's way better. Uh, three meter, nine meter, or eight? Was it? How was it? Three uh, one, meter, one, three, six. No, nah, I mean I did. I did tower diving. That's I did really that's a trip. You did tower diving? Oh yeah. That's, he's got, yeah, because I was short, so because of that, like I could still jump high, but I'm not going to jump as high as the guy that's six foot three or whatever. You know, right? For someone to do that, it must hurt for those big old balls to slap the water too. Yes. <laughs> You've no idea. <laughs> I, I sure don't. Memories of coughing blood clots up outside sure, of the pool. Oh god. Oh god. Yep. Pass. Yeah, but again, it's water. Yeah, right, hard, right, but right, that's right, that far right. up, no, that that's, water gets that pretty hard. But, but but going yeah. back, right? So anyway. so sports for me for a long time filled my needs, right? I'd accomplish things. I felt like I was part of the team. It would challenge me. Well, so so what happens when it's gone? So so a story is I was friends uh, going back. I won't give you years, but going back, um, I was at University of Michigan, and before I ended up transferring to Michigan State. And at University of Michigan, we had at those the time, the Trojans, the Spartans. What are they? Michigan State Spartans. And Spartans, Trojans. What's the difference between a Trojan and a Spartan? Uh, location, apparently. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. But, but, no, it's all good. So, but I was sitting there with a guy who had won Olympic gold medal, and we were sitting in, in, in the hot tub um, before morning practice, right? We had just, just lifted, and we we're sitting there, and, and he turns to me and says, man, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. He said, I think I'm taking flying lessons. He was sitting there eating like his third donut, right? And he's just chilling. He's a hairy-looking guy. Anyway, <laughs> but, but, but he's sitting there, and he says, I don't even know what to do. I had a goal. I, I won gold in the Olympics. Now what? Because I'm totally lost. I have no purpose in my life. I have nothing to do with springboard diving. I'm not going to be a millionaire from right. being a diver. Well, unless you're Luganus. So I'm hoping that number four or five have some kind of repurposing. So four, four. You know, I mean. Well, hold on. So right. four is going to be relationships. Okay. Well, I get that. That's I'll where get, that comes from. Not how okay. many you have, but the quality. Okay. And it can't just be your spouse because you have to bitch to someone about them. Right? Well, that's why I have you. So, have you so, so we're all set here. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. We're all set. Let's make so, sure none so, of them listen to right? this episode. I know, right? <laughs> Do not listen to this, sissy. <laughs> you know, back off. Um, so, so, right, you have to accomplish things. You have to have relationships. You have to get out of your head, and, and, and you have to be active and engaged, and, and right, and, and all these different things. They all really matter, right? So flow, being in the, being in the zone, right. right? Having good relationships, Right, relationships matter. Accomplishing things, right? Yeah. Feeling like you're that part of, yeah. right? Feeling yeah. like you're part of something. Yeah. Right? And the other thing that, that we find is that people really need physical activity. Okay. That's the fifth one? It is. Interesting. Okay, cool. Well, in, in, in some research, some research, like number five varies depending on the research. You know, sometimes it'll talk about, you know, having certain types of relationships. Sometimes it'll talk about you know, being physically and mentally active. I think the bottom line is you have to have, number five says you have to be engaged. Okay. Right? You, you have to be engaged and, and be active and be moving. 
Are we talking about in the physical sense or are we talking about in whatever they're so doing? It depends on the research. My personal thoughts is physical activity matters a lot. Physical activity makes a one happy. It does. What, Exercise. Okay. It does. But, it's, but then again, that reverts back to accomplishment, right? So, right, they're all tied. Right. So, so if you're sitting there and you look at your life and you're like, man, and, and so I'll sit there with my patients. I'll say, all right, so let's review these things. You know, we'll come up with five, six, seven key items. And it's always framed around these, these general ideas. And I'll say to someone, what do you do in your life to meet your needs? And they'll look at me and go, I don't know. How the hell do you expect to be happy? How are you, how are you supposed to help them if they don't know what the hell? Right? So, so fine. So then let's go item by item, come up with measurable goals for each of them. We'll make sure that every day you're doing at least one thing that tags onto one of these. And guess what? You give me enough time, you're going to end up happy. Because the core things that make people feel fulfilled are met. I, I will say that a lot of people nowadays, I say nowadays, like I was what, what alive, you, 100 80? years ago. Yeah. I you, are, you are an I old soul. It's that age management practice years. You are going to do So, no, no, but I mean, people, people again. I think people oftentimes don't recognize what they want or what they like or what they want to do. So, I mean, how do you, because you're asking the question, what do you like to do? And That's let's right. do more of that. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so, paraphrasing. So, okay. But, you know, you're right. So, you know, so, so it, but it, it doesn't necessarily matter. And, and uh, let me, let me split that into two different categories. First of all, people that are really depressed often really struggle with that first section of recovery, which is the get off my ass and get moving. Right. Right. So, so even things that they would absolutely enjoy, always enjoyed, will enjoy in the future, they just get no pleasure out of. Gotcha. So in those cases, you just start real small, start with baby goals and just slowly build up till you get to, frankly, it usually takes about three weeks. But, but you, get, you get to a point where... You know, you have some positive momentum, and at that point, then you, you could you, know, you could move a, a little bit easier. But when people say, going back to your question, yeah, when people say that there's nothing I enjoy, I don't even know what to do, right? Then all you do is schedule a variety of things, but in short bursts. So, for example, a half hour over the next week, I want you to play with your phone and go take pictures of nature. Uh, I want you to go walk to your mailbox five times and tell me if you like it or just super friggin' annoying. So this is you coming up with stuff for them. Well, we, right? So you you never come up with something for somebody. You come up with them together. I gotcha. And and, and just to to frame it appropriately, I wasn't even talking about people with actual depression. I'm just talking about folks that don't have any known uh, or diagnosed, I should say, uh, depression or anxiety or anything so, like that. Just, so, okay, you know. so the best thing then to do if you're not sure where to start is to combine things we know are good. So, for example, if, if you try out exercise, we know at least the endorphins that will be released will be helpful. Oh, I was going to ask about that. Right? right. If, if, you're, if you're gardening, you know that, you know, at least some of those five things are being ticked off, you know, or cooking or, you know, the, the, again, like there's, so for example, I don't know what to do. Well, every other night cook with your spouse. Well, now you're getting the social aspects, and right? Yes. Yeah. And I'm specifically thinking of people that are listening that may not recognize how to take the next step to do something that's enjoyable for themselves. Well, you know, you know I, what I mean. I, I mean, know. just I, I got to tell you, um, and one of the smartest people I've ever met, my wife. She said, there are times to be sad. Now she can listen. Yeah. Yeah. There are times to be sad. <laughs> sure. Right. There are times to be mad. Like, Life's hard. Time. Yeah, it is. It is. There are times. There are, those times are normal. Those, sure. You can't just all of a sudden say, okay, I'm suffering from depression. On, right. I tell my patients You're all right. the time. If somebody tells you that life's perfect, it's fantastic, they're full of shit. No, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's Absolutely. supposed it's hard. to be hard. Right. Right. 
Well, that's kind of something that makes me happy is overcoming the hard parts. Of course. It'd be boring. Right. I don't want it to be. I want it to be a roller coaster, man. I want loop de loops. Well, good. Then you're on the you're on the right track. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Being alive is the right thing for you. Yeah, I just want to stay on the right. tracks. Um, so it, it's the delta, right? The change. That's right. Is what's important. So right. you know, and so um, we were just talking about reading. I'm, 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 people get I'm, really. Um, People are their own worst enemies, right? It's like the, the stupid New Year's resolutions. I'm going to work out 12 times right. right. six done hours right. at a time. Right. Right. I've always told them. Nobody, I've always nobody, said. Nobody's going to freaking do that. You yeah. know, like, just start with super little changes. I ask people, so they, like, they'll tell me, so all you want me to do is to exercise a half hour a week. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're doing freaking nothing now. So you know what? At least it's more. That, well, I sure. can do that. Sure, sure, sure. And then sure. if you don't, you can ask them, really? You can't even pull your crap together to, to walk for, for a half minutes. hour? For 30 minutes. Okay, doc, I'll do it. You know, and then you start making progress. So, so the obvious issue of people having poor discipline and saying things that they're never going to actually end up doing, then I'm asking the question. I don't know the answer. Like you know, jujitsu, you and me? You and me, we've been talking about that. Yeah. Keep, keep talking. Six months, you know? <laughs> so, that's embarrassing how long it's we've been talking about that. It's the gets in the way. Uh, it does. That's right. It so, does. It's a 6 a.m. Uh, that, that does get in that's my a way. Six, it's Yeager, a 6 a.m. Yeah. thing. But uh, the society's uh, image of what equals happy, I think, gets in the way of people as well. That they feel like, in order to be happy, I have to have this. Or in order to be happy, I have to look like that. That kind of thing? Yeah, so, you know? so, I, so. What, what I find interesting about that um, is I think material things in some ways give us more lasting happiness than experience. Let me explain. Man, okay. strong statement. Say that again. Say that again. Explain. I want you to say that. So let me explain. We use, no, some people use material things for several reasons. One, as a gauge of success, okay. right? And as a reminder, they have something physical they could look at to remind themselves that they've achieved whatever. Okay. Right? I get it. So they they determine, therefore, their own self-worth is determined upon items and things because, in turn, that's how they gauge success. Right? That's right. their metric. Okay. You know, I've, right. I've been told that money can't buy happiness. It can't, but, but hear me out. But, but hear me money, out. money can buy a jet so, ski. So, so... <laughs> But okay, great. No, that's a terrific example. So every time you use the jet ski, you get pleasure, right? right. You ever see anybody frown on a Hold jet on. ski? Every time you're on the jet ski, you have pleasure. You only have the experience once. Okay. So the experience is pleasure once. When you relive it or you talk about it, you get some pleasure, but nothing like you did that first time. Gotcha. But every time you're on that jet ski, man, that sucker's fun. Yeah, that's so, great. So the reason people get addicted or trapped or connected to material things is because it can offer those bursts of reinforcement. The fact that it's a declining graph, is that why, that's yes. obviously why people buy more things, it's new exactly things. exactly right. And, they right? get, well, they, and so they keep chasing the item that they can use as a reinforcer for themselves. I wonder if that's because it's their I, metric. I wonder if with wealthier people they become. There seem to be there's a lot of wealthy people that are crazy and depressed and unhappy. And, and unhappy yeah, but it's, yeah, maybe yeah. it's because because they, they realize their metrics wrong. Right, it's off kilter. Well, well, is it? Is it? That, right. they've, yeah. they've got so much. Is it because of the fact they can buy anything they want, and that whole that the, that, burst no of pleasure? happiness is gone? Right. Yeah. Well, so so think about it. Let's go back to these these aspects of happiness. So, if you achieving a goal involves buying your your crazy car, or crazy house, now you've achieved that goal, so you feel good about it, and when you see that car, it reminds you right that you've 
quote unquote, in your brain succeeded. But then you get to a point where none of that crap matters. You're still not a part of a group. You're still not relevant. And you don't have to work to achieve it anyway. So now it doesn't even fill the basic need it filled to begin with. Now it does nothing. Nothing. And you have nothing but stuff. And the stuff no longer even gives you the pleasure that you chose it for to begin with. It just gets in the way. So you chase it. (laughs) So you chase it. So you do it again and again and again, chasing it, and it stops working. And you have nothing else. Sounds like crack. It is. Of course it is. That's why there's a, you know, eBay, Craigslist. (laughs) No. Keep so, going. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. So, what this else? has been great. Yeah. Yeah. Should we keep do this again? Sure. Let's let's do this again. Yeah, this sure. is, I like when you guys are bla- Sounds yeah. good. This um, is a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Let's actually. Uh, you rattled off a bunch of stuff that we're going to listen to later, obviously, and let's uh, talk I about love the something. Happy, I love the more. happiness chart. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, what are you guys doing the rest of the day? Um, I don't know. What are you going to do? I'm going to do a 30 to minute, I'm going to do a 30 minute walk. That should make you happy. Yeah. I think when I go home, I'll probably go for a walk to you. It's not too hot out. I already worked out this morning. Yeah. I'm going to go hang out with the kids and wife. Okay, yeah, cool. Too. Get them out of the house. All right, folks. Uh, All right. Everybody get on Apple podcast. Yeah. And go follow subscribe. Us. Yeah. Go to the subscribe, website. Please. I'm going to stick a bunch of stuff on the show notes about, uh, Herza here. And I'll be back. Thank you so much for being here. Sure. Pleasure. Doctor, thank you. Adios, folks.